0: Burger Creek Productions' 15 Minutes of Fame podcast features Larry of Hopeless Otis. Here's their track, Jaws of Life. So this is the uh, Burger Creek Productions "15 Minutes of Fame" podcast. My name's Lou. I am graced with the presence of a motherfucker, a band that I've been trying to work with uh, since before the world ended uh, with COVID and shit. But I got, I got the bass player slash singer from New York City's Hopeless Otis. This is Larry. Larry, dude, what's going on, man?
1: Hey, thanks for having me,
0: dude. I, uh, I like I said, been trying to make this work, and uh, un- until things return to some sort of normalcy. Dude, podcasting and bullshitting is going to be what it is for now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: unfortunately, it's all we have.
0: <laughs> so, so, dude, I, I wanted to ask, like, I was really stoked. I saw that you guys, you're one of, like, the first bands uh, that have, like, played house shows and done something live uh, back in July. What was that experience mm-hmm. like for you guys? Were Were people cool? Were the bands and, and the people who were showing up, were they good about that? Like, what was that experience like for you guys?
1: You know, it, it, it's weird because, like, like you said, we're one of the only bands to do it. Um, so we played an outdoor show. It um, was a mask required, social distancing show. Um, it was—I mean, everyone was cool. Um, it was a little weird where everyone's so far away from us. You know? <laughs> um, but it—it it worked. Um, mostly because it was a it was a free show uh, no it was on private property it was like sort of like a house show so it wasn't like anyone needed to make money on it mm-hmm. um so it, it was definitely doable um I mean of course now it's not legal because cuomo made it illegal to do that um yeah <laughs> but but it is, its de- it was definitely doable as long as you're not looking to make money on it
0: right and and were people like mega receptive to the fact that they've been cooped up? without live music and finally they had the opportunity to see it like was everyone like thankful like oh shit this this is amazing thank you guys kind of stuff
1: yeah absolutely i mean the way the way i felt is when i, when I also mentioned it on stage is i seemed everyone agree with me it was like a day of normal life you know like, right without government we've been you know under house arrest for the last six months you know and hoping we don't die or whatever and we got one day where we were, it felt like it was Last year, you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: seriously. Uh, yeah. So, so I'm curious. You know, we all have examples of bands that we've grown up, we've heard fucking hype about. But I, I'm curious, in in your experience, what's what's one punk band, one famous punk band that everyone fucking is obsessed with, everyone loves, but but you never got?
1: Um, yeah, get me some flack. Uh, Al- Alkaline Trio. I never. I just. Never understood it, dude. No,
0: <laughs> no slack required. See, you know what? I get bitched at for mine. I always tell people it's like the I and, and I hate saying this out loud, but like, dude, I've never listened to the Adolescents. I don't know what it is. I got nothing fucking against them. I just I never yeah, fucking yeah. listened to them. You know?
1: Yeah, I was the same with me with the Alkaline Trail. Like, I, and you know, every band they've played shows that they've toured with, they've done splits with. I'm I'm like all of them, but I never like put any time into listening to them. And then when I finally did, I'm like. Mm.
0: I was really missing (laughs) much. So it's funny you bring up Alkaline Trio. So if memory serves me right, wasn't Bad Religion and Alkaline Trio like pairing up on a tour that was supposed to happen this past year? I think like
1: I I believe that's true. Yeah.
0: So so it's funny because I also I don't can't I can't name a fucking song. I can't name an Alkaline Trio song to begin with. So that makes (laughs) two. so so out of curiosity you know what what's for you guys as as kind of a diy you know independent punk band what's what's one of the best things about being in new york city and what's one of the worst things about being in new york city
1: uh, i think it's actually one and the same uh <laughs> there, there is endless options here uh, if you want to find a show you'll find one because there's so many venues and there's so many bands and so many promoters Uh, which is great, you know, because the scene is ridiculously huge. Uh, The problem is that you you end up getting watered down. Uh, I mean, when you have like five shows going on the same night on top of all of the other things going on in the city. Uh, So so you really got to make your show special to to, to compete with everything else that's going on. Hmm.
0: So I I spotted on your your Bandcamp page... That your your kind of mission statement it looked like, it's <clears throat> it's simply from New York City aiming to bring back positivity to punk rock. Please speak to that. Was that just a random fucking like summon up? Were you riffing? Was that top of your head or like can you can you speak to that a little bit? I'm curious because that's a that's a pretty simple but super effective like statement.
1: I mean, that, that's what we've been about since day one. Um, you know, it's, it's you know all you know all the music you listen to, all the people you talk to, everything around you. There's it's, it's always so much negativity. There's always reasons to look at what's wrong with things. What are the problems? You know, why? You know, I'm going to look myself in the mirror and hate it. I'm going, to, you know, <laughs> go outside and hate everybody I see. Yeah, and, and, and I play, I like to say, think that we're we're a break from that. I'm not going to say we're going to change people's minds or, you know, save their lives or whatever, but even if it, you come to a show and for a half hour, that negativity can go away, right. you know, or you, know, you turn on you turn on one of our albums or one of our songs for two minutes and 15 seconds, that negativity can go away uh, because it just isn't enough of an outlet. I think in the world, like there's a lot more things that are telling you to think negatively than to think positively. And I, that's, I think that's especially true now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like overwhelmingly negative things around us now, where I, I think that that alternative of positivity is just something that we all need. And, and, and it works for us. I mean, it gives us a positive outlet and I hope it works for the people that listen to us and see us at shows too.
0: Needed, needed now more than ever. I think, as you said, <laughs> like with today's atmosphere and environment and all that, all that shit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So with, uh, with that being said, who is one famous musician that you'd want to not only play a show with, but then get shitty drunk afterwards and possibly commit a felony?
1: <laughs> well, oh, man, that's tough. Um, and they can be li- think-
0: living or dead. How about that? We'll, we'll throw that in there, too. It can be living or dead.
1: Oh, my God. Oof, there's so many possibilities. You know, I, I think... The guy who would be a lot of fun be Chuck Reagan. You, know, you go down right. to the woods, and get drunk, shoot guns or something, <laughs> go fishing. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's like everything that he does is the opposite of what you can do in New York city. Right. So it's, if- so I was like, oh, I could do something different. <laughs> right, right. <laughs>
0: uh, So, So I, I guess, um, you know, kind of going back to talking about just, you know, the way in which people are nowadays and your music in, in general, like – for a diy punk band like hopeless otis what are some advantages and disadvantages to the way people consume media nowadays
1: you know in the past you know if you know go back to like you know the 70s or whatever or or earlier you know you a band who gets a radio play and they release an album and then everyone listens to the album from start to finish uh they know all the hits on, on on the radio you know um today none of that is possible um if there's no there's no such thing as getting mainstream success it just doesn't exist anymore um writing a whole album which we always do we always do try to do albums we released one ep but i find that eps are just like half half album you know right <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's like, so we do a full album but when we started as a band we were doing albums in a, like a sequence, like this is a good song to start with, and then and then this we we'll put the, the song we really want in the middle, and then the, that has like an ending song, or whatever. Now now because like you said, with the, the attention spans changing and having so much access, you know, I mean, we're, like we're like we're putting an album together right now, now we're front loading everything. Well, the songs that we want to make sure everyone hears, we put right away. You know, the first half of the album is those songs we want you to hear because if you don't put those songs first, they're clicking on something else. Yeah, um so it gets, gets kind of tough with that and um w- but then there's also like with the internet streaming and stuff you have you can you can get into other you know genres you can get into other like, circles and uh you can reach out more but everything is like, like just like you know we're talking about the shows in New York city there's so much to compete with and people are consuming so much that you gotta hope they remember your song mm-hmm. you know when they hear it yeah you, know, you put on spotify uh, shuffle and maybe you'll remember 5 of the 20 songs you heard and it's like, so it gets kind of tough to try to stand out
0: yeah i mean in and this actually is a good segue into like my next question cuz you touched on it you guys have an album coming out um here that you're working on you know what does the mm-hmm. rest of 2020 look like for you guys a- any any shows that you want to plug uh, like you said you got the you got the album coming up what's uh, what's on the docket for you guys
1: so um, unfortunately there's no shows. Um, I guess, uh, you know, brother, it's fortunate or unfortunate considering the conditions everyone's in. Um, because here in New York city, we don't even have indoor dining yet. So there's definitely no shows going on. Um, we, we are working on the album. Like our, our plan was actually th- this summer was supposed to be, we're supposed to le- release the album the first week of July and then go on tour for the rest of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, so obviously that didn't work out. Um, so so we delayed the release of the album because we felt that if we released the album on schedule, it would it wouldn't get the attention that it would in normal circumstances. Right. Right. Um, you know, you know, it's really it's, how, how do you release an album when everyone's glued to the news? You know, like, it, just, it just you can't compete with it, and also we can't play a record release show and we can't tour to support it there it just kind of falls flat uh and, and i mean maybe people pay attention for an hour and then for completely forget about it so we're hoping that like things will we'll be able to play shows again before we release this album unfortunately the way things are we have no idea when that's going to be
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh, people i you know the the conversations i've had even since launching this, but e- even some of the other bands I've been speaking to promoters, dude, no one is even remotely concerned with thinking about it. Like, like for example, I know Ralph's uh, in in Worcester, Mass. Like they just started doing kind of like outdoor only shows where it's acoustic acts. It's basically like patio only. And I know out in here <clears throat> in, in Albany, it's the same deal. There's a couple bar restaurants, but it's not like. You're not going to go see someone play an original set of music. It's fucking covers, right? You know, right, they're, they're exactly. singing fucking Josh Groban and <laughs> Leonard Skinner or whatever. You know, it's just right. background shit, you know? Um, right. So I was curious about that. Um, quick, I got to ask. This is kind of like the obligatory NYC uh, person question, but I sp- I did an interview recently with Mark from Cash Registers, and I, I got to hmm. ask, because you're at the source, man. What is the best pizza in New York City? <sighs>
1: Oh my, my! favorite place is uh, New Park Pizza in Howard Beach in Queens.
0: Okay,
1: uh, it's a place has been there for over fifty years, and they 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 crisp the, the slice just right. It's so good.
0: Nice. So I I uh, I wanted to ask about the song "Ghost Surgery" off your twenty eighteen full length release. Still out here, in my opinion, mm-hmm. dude. It's it's one of the perfect punk rock songs off the record. Catchy chorus, driving drums, bass, all that shit. Was that song in the repertoire for a while? I know sometimes riffs will be floating around. You you sit on it, you demo it out, or was that something written for the record?
1: Uh, it was actually written for the record. Uh, yeah, so we wrote it maybe a year before we recorded it. Uh, we were playing it out for a while. and I mean, the, the song did evolve over that year a lot. It was sounded very different when we first wrote it. Um, but but that, that song actually... Um, and that song, I, I, I lo- what I like about that song is it has a lot of forward energy. Um, and it's basically about, you know, uh, overcoming doubts, you know, like someone's doubting you or doubting, you know, doubting what you can do. But, you know, you have the confidence that you can overcome it. So, so the energy of that forward energy of the, of, of the fast song and the, the lyrics together, uh, I'm more like a motivational song, I guess. DON'T